1: And a very pleasant good morning everybody It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins rewind and last night at Oriole Park at Camden Yards up in Baltimore. The Marlins played the second game of a brief two-game road trip against the Baltimore Orioles. For Miami, the right-hander Jordan Holloway took the mound. Two wins, three losses, a 321 ERA this season. For Baltimore, the right-hander Jorge Lopez. Two wins, 12 losses, a 584 earned run average. Well... That was a bit of a heartbreaker in Baltimore tonight. A golden opportunity to sweep a quick two-game set from the Orioles, and the Marlins let one slip away this evening. Now, that one's going to sting on the flight back tonight simply because the Marlins had every chance to win it, and they just couldn't hang on when it was all said and done on this Wednesday night in Baltimore this evening. Now, this one was nuts early in Baltimore tonight. Jordan Holloway versus Jorge Lopez. Neither one factored into the decision. Neither one lasted very long. Top of the first inning. Highlights from this one tonight. One on and one out for Jesus Aguilar.
2: Okert is ready. The left-hander deals, and it's low. Ball four, and the game is over. Okert has issued his fourth walk of the inning. It scores Mullins.
1: Got a while until we get to that highlight. Let's try that one again for you. Uh, top of the first inning, the Marlins did strike early in this ball game tonight. One on and one out for the Marlins first baseman. Now the DH tonight, Jesus Aguilar.
2: One point six and a quarter runs per inning. Here's a high fly ball, well tagged, deep left center. It is going to be off the top of the wall, rounding second, headed for third, and being waved to third is Rojas. He will score, and the Marlins will take a one-to-nothing lead on a double by Jesus Aguilar that just about left the yard.
1: Well, an early lead, but the Marlins were not done. Two batters later, Brian Anderson hopped in on the fun.
2: Throws the curveball more than the slider. Yep, the pitch, and it's a ground ball right side. Base hit out into right field. Here comes Aguilar trying to score. A dribbler to the plate. He'll score standing up. And the Marlins lead two to nothing on a two-out hit through the right side by Brian Anderson.
1: And he was on three more times tonight. He had one heck of a series on the bases in Baltimore. Two nothing Miami after a half inning of play this evening. Jordan Holloway looked darn good in the first. Then he got even more run support in the second when Isan Diaz came to bat with a man on base.
2: The pitch, and the ball is hammered through the right side. That's a base hit. And Miguel Rojas comes around, and he will score the run, pick up uh, uh, the bat, and head to the dugout and celebrate another hit. And run scored 3 to nothing Marlins.
1: Well, the Marlins were hammering Lopez, and Jesus Aguilar wasn't about to let him off the hook.
2: Aguilar swings here, hits a high fly ball. This is to left center, and it is going to be up, up, and away, and a home run for Jesus Aguilar, number 18. And Aguilar picks up a couple of RBIs with that blast. It's the third straight Marlins hit. And for tonight's game, at least, for now, the first Marlins home run here early in the game.
1: Boy, an offensive explosion early in this ballgame tonight. I mentioned Holloway was not, Oh well, he was good early, uh, not so much in the second. Back-to-back walks to kick off the second brought Pedro Severino to the plate.
2: Here's the pitch and a high blast to center. He's got a chance to go and it is gone over the four ten sign out of here. A three-run home run and the Orioles are right back in it just like that.
1: Should have known then it was just going to be one of those nights in Baltimore. 5-3 to after 2. Lopez got yanked after 2. Holloway couldn't get through 3 as Trey Mancini pulled the Orioles a touch closer leading off the home half of the third.
2: There's a ball wallop high and deep to left and it is gone. Number 19 for Trey Mancini. A long home run to left couple of doubles last night, a home run tonight, and the home run puts run number four on the board for the Orioles, and they pulled it within one run of the Marlins here in the third.
1: You now, 5-4, to four. Holloway got a strikeout after that, but then he walked D.J. Stewart. His night was over. David Hess was on, and he was immediately greeted rather rudely by Ramon Urias.
2: This ball is rocketed out into left center. It's into the gap for extra bases. It will tie this game. Home to score is Stewart. Urias hits the ball into the gap to left center for a two-base hit. A run batted in his 23rd. And the Orioles have tied it at five in the third.
1: Boy, and just like that, the Marlins' five-to-nothing lead was gone. We were all square at five apiece, but not for long. Thomas Eshelman was into his second inning of work in the fourth for the O's, uh, but he was in all sorts of trouble when the Marlins loaded them up with nobody out for Brian Anderson.
2: Here it comes, a swing here, and that ball is lined out toward left. That gets down, and it's going to load the bases up. It was hit so hard there was no way that Diaz could score. So he goes to third base. Aguilar down to second. A hit to left by Duvall loads him up with nobody out, and Brian Anderson will be the batter.
1: And Brian Anderson was batting with the bases loaded, nobody out.
2: And that pitch ran inside, and that definitely hit Brian Anderson. Got him on the left elbow, and that forces in the go ahead run, and it's six to five Marlins.
1: Well, he barely even felt it. An easy RBI and a 6-5 lead for Miami. After Anderson, they were still loaded for Lewin-Diaz.
2: Pitch. And the ball is hit through the right side. That'll tie the game up. Krico defying the shift, going the other way. Drives in the run. It's his 45th run batted in, and this game is tied at
1: 7. All right, apologies for any confusion there, folks. Uh, The Lewin diaz at bat in the fourth inning resulted in RBI ground out the second base. The Marlins got two more in the fourth. The Marlins had a 7-5 lead, and for as wacky as things were early, we really settled right in after that for a while. David Hess worked a scoreless inning and two-thirds. Zach Pop allowed two hits in a scoreless frame. Preston Gilmet made his Marlins debut. He worked a 1-2-3-6. John Curtis tossed an inning and a third of no-hit ball. Richard Blyer entered with an out in the eighth, and he got himself into a bit of a pickle. He walked the pinch hitter Ryan McKenna. Urias then whacked a double down the right field line, and there were two in scoring position in the inning with one out for Pedro Severino.
2: Oh, okay. Curtis. Is ready. The left-hander deals, and it's low, ball four, and the game is over.
1: All right, that was the uh, – and again, ap- folks, apologies for the uh, highlights here. Severino hit a ground ball to first. Lewin Diaz picked it up, stepped on the bag, the runner was kind of jostling between third and home. He tried to go flying back into the bag at third. He was safe at third base, and this was the E5 by Brian Anderson in the bottom of the eighth inning to score the sixth run of the ball ballgame. Lewin diaz threw a dart to Anderson. It went off of his glove right down the left field line. McKenna scored from third to make it seven to six. Urias advanced to third on the throwing error. There were a couple of outs in the inning, a couple of batters later, and Michael Franco, you heard the highlight earlier, he singled to tie this ballgame at seven apiece. And just like that, we were all tied up once again. In the ninth, Dylan Tate was on for the Orioles. He issued a leadoff walk to Lewin Diaz. Then Jorge Alfaro hit a dribbler towards third. There was no play, and the Marlins had two on with nobody out. Devin Marrero pinched ran for Diaz at second. Lewis Brinson came to bat, but he was unsuccessful in three bunt attempts. He was down on strikes. And so the Orioles then brought left-hander Tanner Scott into the game with two on and one out. Scott got Magnare Sierra to bounce into a fielder's choice. Alfaro was out at second. Rojas came to bat, but he grounded out to third to end the threat it was a golden opportunity wasted for the Marlins in the ninth inning especially when you consider the first two men were aboard with nobody out in a tie game it was 7-7 bottom of the ninth inning Okert on for Miami he issued a walk to Cedric Mullins he went to second on a wild pitch it was a cross-up between Okert and Alfaro And then Mullins was bunted to third via a sacrifice by the right fielder, Austin Hayes. So with Mullins at third, Don Mattingly was mulling over a decision. What was he going to do? Well, we found out he intentionally walked Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle to give the Marlins a force out anywhere. And it also set up the double play potential bases loaded one out bottom nine Oakert facing McKenna and the count was full.
2: Okert is ready. The left-hander deals, and it's low, ball four, and the game is over. Okert has issued his fourth walk of the inning. It scores Mullins with the winning run, and the Orioles come back and earn a split in the two-game series.
1: Oh, my. Four walks, two intentional in the ninth the Orioles beat the Marlins 8-7. to One run. Check that. Yeah, one run, no hits, no errors. The Orioles leave them loaded in the bottom of the ninth inning. Um, I don't know how you want to sum that one up. Call it a heartbreaker. You can call it whatever you want. But that flight back to Miami tonight for these fellows is going to feel a little bit longer after they blow that one in Baltimore this evening. Now, remember... This is a day with a ton of transactions for the Marlins. It saw Miami trade away their best player offensively in Starling Marte. The return, by all accounts, fantastic. They got the young left-hander from Oakland, Jesus Lazardo. And uh, we're going to look forward to seeing Lizardo for a long time to come. And we find out right before game time, right at 6.30, the Marlins have traded their closer, Yimmy Garcia, to Houston. He was unavailable. Now... Four Marlins did not pitch in this ballgame tonight. Ross Detweiler, Anthony Bass, Anthony Bender, Dylan Floro. Those are some of your high-powered arms. Were they available tonight? Is a trade forthcoming? Did uh, Marlins Brass ask Donnie to please try to stay away from those guys at all costs tonight? You don't know this time of year, but that is is worth mentioning because you see it a lot with ball clubs. You don't want to risk injury, especially if you believe you're on the verge of making a deal with somebody, but regardless, folks, at the end of the night, the Orioles beat the Marlins by a final score of eight to seven. The Marlins tonight: seven runs, eleven hits, one error in the field. It was a costly one there in the bottom of the eighth inning. And for the O's this evening: eight runs, eight hits, no errors. The Orioles improved to 35 and 65. The Marlins fall back to 44. And 58. Jorge Alfaro had three hits for the Marlins this evening. Magnary Sierra chipped in with a hit. So two to Brian Anderson, Adam Duvall, and Isan Diaz. Two other Marlins with multi-hit performances. Miguel Rojas out of the leadoff spot, and Jesus Aguilar serving as the designated hitter. Batting third went two for fourth plate, three runs scored, and three RBIs. The one that'll sting for the Marlins tonight they left 12 men on base. They were 4 for 16 with runners in scoring position. The Orioles 3 for 9 with runners in scoring position. They leave eight on base in their 8-7 win over the Marlins tonight. The winner for the Orioles is Scott. He's 4 and 4. Okert, the loser, he is 0 1 for Miami. Jordan Holloway and Jorge Lopez, neither of our starting pitchers this evening, went very deep into this ballgame game tonight. Just two and a third for Holloway. Just two innings for Lopez. The uh, Orioles used two relievers to soak up five innings. Eshelman and Valdez uh, navigated the middle part of this ballgame. Tonight soaked up five innings, allowed two runs both earned. Eshelman, two hits, two runs both earned. Uh, David Hess, Zach Pop, Preston Gilmet, John Curtis, Richard Blyer, and Stephen Okert all pitched for the Marlins in this 8-7 losing effort tonight. We started at 7:06, and we had a total game time of 3 hours and 32 minutes in front of 8,363 at Oriole Park at Camden Yards this evening. Now, you want the good news? Well, the Marlins did strike out seven tonight. That means $175 will be, maybe it already has been, donated to the AutoNation Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins had a big lead in this one tonight. They blow it late. Orioles do not get a hit. They load them up in the ninth and a bases loaded walk seals the deal for the Baltimore Orioles at Oriole Park at Camden Yards this evening. That's a tough pill to swallow for the Marlins last night. They fall to the Orioles 8-7. Here's Don Mattingly after the ballgame.
0: Thanks, Jason. Uh, You know, Donnie, obviously a lot of momentum shifts in this one, but uh, just how tough was it to watch this one slip away, especially after jumping out to that lead early on in the ballgame?
3: Yeah, there was obviously a lot to kind of un, uh, unpack in this one. Obviously, Holly get the runs early. I thought the offense obviously jumped right out, swung the bats good again tonight. Um, you know, got us a lead. Uh, Holly's, you know, good first inning and then, you know, struggled in the strike zone, which is, you know, was an issue and letting those guys right back in it. Um, you know, and then we kind of, in a, in a sense, settled down. Hess you know, gets us a clean inning. You know, we, we get some, you know, Pop gets us an inning. We start the game going back where we needed to go. Uh, offense got us the lead again. Um, and we kind of self-destructive there at the end.
1: Christina?
0: Uh, Donnie, uh, just, we hadn't talked to you since the Yemi news, uh, just moving forward, how, I guess, will you approach closing situations or high leverage?
3: Uh, well, we look at our back end there with, um, Bass, Floro, Bender, uh, Curtis is throwing the ball good right now. Uh, Blyer, it gives us four or five combinations back there at the end of the game. We just didn't have a couple of them available tonight. Which, which could have helped us. Uh, but in general, you know, he's still pretty much intact back there uh, at the end of the game. That
0: actually was going to be my next question. I think Floro, Bender, and uh, Bass, were they unavailable tonight or? Is...
3: No, Floro was available. Uh, we we're just trying to get the ball to him. Um, and then Bass was down tonight and Bender was down. David? Hey, I guess kind of following up on that, you kind of view it as closer by committee, I guess, for now, or is it kind of too early to know exactly what the specific look, could, ninth inning look could be for you guys? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it looks like. I don't think we'll have to, like, annoy anybody the closer, uh, probably as much by committee and match trying to match up at the end of the game, uh, depending on where we're at and who's available. Um, but I think, you know, Dylan's a a choice. Uh, Bender's throwing the ball good. Bass is throwing the ball good right now. Um, It's the right spot. Uh, Blyers really been throwing the ball good. Um, So I, I think you know we're just trying to try to find the matchups and like again who's available. Then I uh, didn't get to ask you about Corey Bird either. Obviously, a lot of moving parts this time of year. Who knows what it's going to look like, I guess, Friday. But, but bringing, you know, he's been hitting really well, I guess, at AAA. Just kind of what were the reports you were getting on him? And, I don't know, what were you kind of – obviously, good to see a guy finally get to, to majors today. But just what are you kind of – Yeah, obviously, a guy that's you're happy, you know, getting to the big leagues. Um, the reports have been good. Uh, his work has been good. He's getting results. So uh, a guy that's been swinging the bat pretty good for us. Um, and that's pretty much – haven't seen a lot of me. You know, I haven't seen him at camp. Uh, just kind of reading the reports that I see in the minor leagues.
2: Jessica,
0: you have another one? Yeah, last one for me. Thanks, Jason. Um, You know, Donnie, with this being kind of a, a- – one of those times where we are seeing moves being made, you know, obviously some moves earlier today for you guys, including a guy that's so important, like Starling Marte, maybe some more moves coming. How do you feel like the guys handled, you know, kind of what was going on today?
3: Good. I mean, obviously you lose Starling, but we went out and threw up seven runs tonight, jumped right out right away. So I thought they responded well. Um, Yeah. I, I thought, you know, that part was, was fine. It's always tough when you're you're subtracting guys and you're going to have new guys here. So, um, but I thought they handled it well. Back to Christina.
0: Yeah, Donnie, with the the throw over to first, just what was your take on that play?
3: Yeah, he had a lot of options. Um, you know, obviously the, the guy at third got down there pretty well, but he had got him frozen, gets the out at first, the guy at second, and I didn't really follow him after, but I know at one point he was way too far. Uh, felt like he had an option there. The throw seemed like it was, you know, I, I can't tell, the throw looked pretty good. Um, you know, but he gets that out, has that guy in a, in a spot where he's going back and that you know, makes a pretty good throw. And I'm not sure he gets him, but um, yeah, that was a, that's a tricky little play because there was a lot going on. There's a play at second, there's a, you've got the runner that's kind of in the middle. Uh, You want that out at first, you know, so uh, I thought he handled it okay.
0: And then just uh, going back to, you know, a few guys not being available, just a lot of, you know, possibilities still before Friday, just how much can a, a game like tonight, it seemed like different guys were getting opportunities. They probably aren't usually in those situations. How much can you take away from that or Mel take away from that?
3: Well, you know, we've had, uh, Preston Gilmet met here a couple of different times and hadn't didn't get into a game, but he, he was it was good to see him, uh, and he threw the ball well. Um, I think a guy like Curtis, who's been kind of in the middle of the game, you may see him further in the back if he continues to throw the ball like this. Um, Pop is another guy that's that's been throwing the ball good, uh, getting his out, so he you know may slip further in you know kind of more into that middle role or. Uh, more positive roles than, you know, just when you're down or or need an inning. Um, So I think there will be opportunities for guys uh, moving forward.
1: Lewis. Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie, quick two-parter for you. Um, Obviously referring back to the Marte trade, what are your thoughts on the return with Lazardo? Obviously big stuff, But and when do you see him maybe contributing to the major league team? And uh, second question is – who do you see really getting the bulk of the time in center field now that Mark tay is gone, obviously there was a transaction today to bring somebody up, but where do you kind of see center field shaping out for the rest of the season?
3: Well, we'll, we'll see about center field. We got a couple of different options of it. Mags is probably the first option out there. A guy that can really go get it in center um, plays defense for us. Um, you know, and obviously there's different options in Monte, what you want to do with that. If you want to, you know, try that. Um so that, that would be my f- first two thoughts. Um, I, don't, I don't really see I – don't, I don't think that's a spot for Doovey really long-term with you know him in the corner. It feels better. He's played center, but you feel better with him in the corner. Um, so, yeah, I'll start with, I'd with, uh, say, Mags is probably my first thought. Uh, maybe some kind of combination of Lou. I mean, I, again, I, we'll see where everything shakes out uh, on Friday. And then on Lazardo, any thoughts on him and maybe when we could see him at the big league level? Yeah, again, I think it's a guy that, that we plan on getting here. I just you know, I'm just not sure of the timing. I haven't had a chance to talk to him since all this has gone down. Um and, and where development sees that and, and our guys upstairs, so but I, I don't think you know he's a guy that we're gonna want to see. So I, I would expect him to be here soon. Um but I, I'm just I'm kind of talking off the top of my head thanks donnie
1: donnie after the marlins 8-7 to loss to the orioles blew a 5 nothing lead blew a 7-5 lead no one run no hits no errors three left on the orioles leaving loaded there in the ninth inning obviously with the bases loaded that's just a tough ball game to push aside i suppose the marlins fall to 44 and 58 this season The Marlins are off today, but back at it tomorrow. A seven-game New York homestand opens up on Friday. Three with the Yanks, four with the Mets, 7-10 on Friday against the Yankees. Zach Thompson versus Jamison Tyone. 6.40 airtime with the Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.